Well, hello there, heathens. How are y'all doing today? <laughs> there is a old TV show that sounds like that. Starts out like that. What is it? It's uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Is it? Yeah. Y'all going to take your shoes off with me? Wasn't he a homosexual? No, he was a Presbyterian. Don't be <laughs> daft. He was a good man, too, despite being Christian. Okay. There are a lot of good Christians out there. So anyways, heathens, today we're going to be numbering the Jews just like Hitler did. We're going to be numbering, well, different populations of the Jews this time. We're also going to be doling out jobs. We're going to be talking about what kind of jobs they do. Also, God develops a stutter and he repeats himself several times before he gets the shit right. And uh, then then we're doing, we're doing more Bible stuff, like repeating stuff and asking for forgiveness in general, because we should all feel like shit, shouldn't we? No, I'm alone in this? <laughs> I legit have no fucking idea what's going on right now. What's up, heathens? How are y'all guys doing today? How are you doing, KC? Hi, y'all. I'm doing good. <laughs> so, a little, little bit of a different intro there. Uh, we are <laughs> we are discussing the topics that I that I suggested, but not in the creepiest way possible. Yeah, no. So, what happens? Well, if you remember last time we left off, um, they were actually putting together the tabernacle and blessing it and anointing it and consecrating it and killing all kinds of shit and so now now they're done with that over the next 40 years the israelites receive bukus of laws from god through moses and so those laws as we've talked about before are recorded in exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy these laws regulate um, religious and ceremonial duties diet and hygiene dedication and religious symbolism civil laws uh, affecting political leaders, uh, laws about military and the army, the court system, criminal laws, and offenses against religion, society, and morality, and all kinds of other various family and estate laws. Right. And just to remind everybody, because, you know, the whole laws of the Old Testament come up regularly on in the online, uh, you know, discourse. And uh, generally, they're broken up into three types of laws. There's ceremonial laws, there's uh, God's moral law, and then there is cultural laws. And so I'll try to be sure to, to, to dictate like which ones are moral and then which ones are like whichever different parts or kinds of the law. Because like, for instance, with Leviticus, was it 1920 or something like that? Uh, the, the homosexual line. Um, half of it is like God's moral law, and then the other half, apparently, at least as it's argued by Christians, is like the cultural law, um, which only applies to this Jewish culture. So, I mean, it's very like like they go to great lengths to explain away these laws, which I don't think they are getting into them today, right? No, we're not getting into the actual laws today. This is just the beginning of this um, this section of law and they're going to start um they're going to start counting the people doing the census getting more organized as a nation because they really are they're organizing themselves into a new nation you, you know that's what hitler was doing at first yes he was organizing his nation he was giving the jews jobs because their previous <laughs> jobs were fuck all well i mean they were bankers 
and and bakers bankers and bakers <laughs> <laughs> oh that's probably a bad thing you know since the oven thing since the oven thing God <laughs> Well, they no, were very good bakers. It's true. <laughs> well, after World War One, Germany was kind of in an economic, you know, distress. Uh, distress, and there was there was a lot of different factors that went into it. But basically, Hitler blamed the Jews for being greedy and having all the money, and it basically united the German people against a quote unquote common enemy, which would be the Jews. But th- that's neither here nor there. Yeah, we're really going off topic here. <clears throat> This time, what we're going to talk about is, well, first of all, to start off, we're going to have the first Passover after Egypt. So it's been two years since they left Egypt at this point, right? And the Lord told Moses in Sinai that in the first month of the second year after they come out of Egypt, have the Israelites celebrate the Passover at the appointed time, uh, celebrated at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of the first month of the second year and in accordance with all its rules and regulations. And we went over all the Passover rules and regulations a while back. Um, Yeah, something about lamb's blood over the door. And if you hold the staff wrong, (laughs) then I'm going to shove my lightning bolt dick up your ass. not, Not particularly. The lamb's blood over the door is not necessary. Oh, well, I mean, but I mean, the holding the I mean, he was pretty particular about holding that staff, right? Yeah. He was. He was particular. You have to continue to hold your staff with one hand and eat with your other hand. I'm not sure which hand you wipe your ass with, but... It was probably the one he made you eat with. <laughs> I'm just saying, God's not going to be like, don't put that... God, God would. I could totally see God being like, don't put your shit hand on my staff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then if you were my stepmother, you would be like, oh, God won't... God will make sure that you don't get sick from eating with your shit wiping hand because he'll protect you because you're doing his work. Oh, honey, you got corn on that one. Would you get that off before you ate? That's so gross. You're so gross. Okay. So the Moses told the Israelites what to do and they did everything as the Lord commanded. However, they ran into a problem. Some of the Israelites could not celebrate the Passover on that day because they were ceremonially unclean on account of a dead body. I'm not really sure what happened with this dead body, but they're not clean and they're not allowed to celebrate Passover with the rest of them. So they don't know what to do. And in case you're keeping track in the Bible, this is Numbers chapter nine. So they asked what to do. And Moses said, hold up, I'll ask the big man upstairs. So he goes and he finds out. And basically they just tell him wait a month, celebrate on the 14th day of the second month of twilight. So just wait a month and then you're clean. I I don't really know how that works, but okay. Maybe they needed their monthly shower. Like they hadn't had their bath. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you have to understand this is a people who Moses got pissed off at, ground up a a gold structure and made them drink it. Yeah, that Uh, was funny. Yeah, it was. was Great prank there, uh, priest or or 2000 BC Logan Paul. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, at this point in time, a month has passed since they erected the tabernacle. All right. And now it's time to number the people. So the Lord spoke to Moses in the tent of the meeting in the desert of Sinai on the first day of the second month of the second year after the Israelites came out of Egypt. He said, take a census of the whole Israelite community by their clans and families, listing every man by name one by one. You and Aaron are to number by their divisions, all the men in Israel, 20 years old or more, who are able to serve in the army. So Moses also assigns a prince from each tribe to help them count since there are like two million people in 
the Israelite people. Now, keep in mind, this census is more like a more like a military draft kind of they're only counting men 20 years or older so when they when we get the numbers as we go through here and we'll get the numbers of the tribe that is only men 20 or older men who are able to fight but the israelite nation is over 2 million people according to historical sources (laughs) i'm doing the air quotes if you can't see me i know you can't see me but yeah that's what's happening I'm not going to read you the names of the people from all of the tribes. Do I need to read the names? I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, so we're not going to do that. But these people were the heads of the clans of Israel. They were princes and they were assigned to help count all the people. Well, the men, 20 or older. So the tribes have to be registered. And Moses and Aaron took the men who had been given and each of the tribes were registered. So you've got the 12 tribes of Israel, right? The first tribe that they counted was Reuben. And I'm going to read through this same section here that is repeated for each tribe. And I'm only going to do it one time. So this is the first tribe and I'm going to read it through. From the descendants of Reuben, the firstborn son of Israel, all the men 20 years old or more who are able to serve in the army were listed by name, one by one, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Reuben was 46,500. Okay, so that whole section is repeated every time the next tribe second son of israel was simeon Uh, the number from the tribe of simeon is fifty nine thousand three hundred from the tribe of gad forty five thousand six hundred fifty judah seventy four thousand six hundred issachar fifty four thousand four hundred zebulun fifty seven thousand four hundred now the tribe of joseph if you guys remember was split into two tribes from his two sons. So you've got Ephraim and his tribe was 40,500 and Manasseh and his tribe was 32,200. The tribe of Benjamin numbered 35,400. Dan, 62. <laughs> My tribe of Dan. I'm going to have t-shirts made up. It's all tribe of Dan. <laughs> 62,700. The tribe of Asher, 41,500. Uh, Naf- Naphtali, 53,400. So the number of fighting men is 603,550. And that actually works out if you add all these numbers together. It actually does equal that. I'm kind of surprised because they really have a hard time with math in the Bible. So- maybe, maybe, maybe they were sitting there like, guys, we can't bullshit them at this point. We gave them numbers. They can just add. <laughs> Who the fuck taught you adding? Right? <laughs> yeah. You may or may not have noticed one tribe was left off, and that's the Levites. Now, the Levites are designated as the spiritual leaders for the Israelite people. And they are counted separately. They are their family are and clans are listed separately they're all done separately and there's a reason for it we're going to get to it now what they do is they tell the tribes basically who's going to live together and where you're going to live to protect the tabernacle right because the tabernacle is going to sit right in the middle and everyone is going to basically build up around it so now that the tabernacle's there Eastward of the tabernacle, the Israelites are to camp around the tent of the meeting some distance from it, each man under his standard and with the banners of his family. Yeah, you can't get too close to that shit or else God will kill you. Right, Just, that's in here again. Yeah, well, I mean, God's got to reiterate himself. I mean, in case somebody forgot, you step too close, you're about to get lightning bolts up. 
places. Well, I mean, that's how you discipline children anyway, right? You electrocute the fuck out of them? <laughs> <laughs> are, you t- are you talking about, oh, you fire them. You no. shove fireballs up their asses. No, I'm saying you remind them of the rules and what the consequences are if you break the rules. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it, but I mean, the consequence here isn't just like a little slight tap on the wrist. I mean, it's literally God engulfing you in his holy fire and sending you to hell. Well, it depends on it depends on what you did wrong, but that could be it. I'm not saying these are the consequences. I'm simply saying this is how God is training the Israelites like you would train a child, except for like you wouldn't kill your kid if they didn't do what you told them to do. That's weird. What? Kill, killing your kid? I mean, yeah, that is kind of fucking weird, but you yeah. know, religious people find reasons to do it all the fucking time. Sorry, I had to get all that out in one breath, by the way. <laughs> okay, so on the east toward the sunrise the divisions of the camp of judah are to encamp under their standard the leader of the people of judah is nashan son of i'm not even getting into these names ooh, 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 let me see what's the name um nim nim bad <laughs> you're welcome okay so it's probably nashan son of aminadab <laughs> aminadab Aminadab. <laughs> Jab on them haters, Aminadab. Again, they're going to repeat how many people are in each tribe. I'm not going to do that. Basically, oh, what, what we're going to do, we're not going to do it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you to the east, they camp Judah, Ishar, or Isachar, and Zebulun. Okay, so those are the three tribes that are camping to the east. Their total number is 186,400, and they go and set out first. To the south, you're going to get Reuben, Simeon, and Gad for a total of 151,450. Keep in mind these numbers are only soldier-ready men. Right. The rest of them are either too old to fight or they're too young to fight. Or they're women. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say each man probably has about two to three women attached to his dick. <laughs> okay, so in the center, around the tabernacle, around the tent of the meeting, the Levites are going to set up their camp. Now, when we go and count the Levites, they also camp by family around the tabernacle, but we're going to go through that later. So to the west, we have Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin for a total of 108,100. And to the north, we've got Dan, Asher, and Naphtali for 157,600 people. Well, men, army, dudes. Okay. The Israelites did everything the Lord commanded to Moses. And in that way, they encamped under their standards. And that is by the way they set out with each clan and family. Now, we're going to number the Levites. We're going to number the Levites a little differently than they numbered the rest of the population. So the Levites are going to be numbered in two different ways. The first is every male a month old or more and males between the ages of 30 and 50. Because if you remember from last time, the only people allowed to serve in the tent of the meeting were Levite men from the ages of 30 to 50. They retire at 50. So Prior to that, um, they, they I'm assuming they have other jobs. We're going to get into that a little bit here. So there the Levites are split into three families, Gershon, Kohath and Merari. Then from there, they're split into clans. I'm not going to go into all of the clan names. It's ridiculous. They essentially split out jobs. Well, roles by family and we're going to talk about what the different families of levites are responsible for it gets a little weird um but this is the bible so that's normal right totally normal (laughs) yeah so we're in numbers chapter three now and we're going to talk about the family of gershon 
The number of males a month or old more were 7,500 in the Gershon tribe. The Gershonite clans were to camp on the west behind the tabernacle. At the tent of the meeting, the Gershonites are responsible for the care of the tabernacle and tent, its coverings, the curtain at the entrance to the tent of the meeting, the curtains of the courtyard, the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard surrounding the tabernacle and the altar, and the ropes, and everything related to their use. So basically, the Gershonites are the curtain people. <laughs> <laughs> the curtain people. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would hate to be part of that tribe. Yeah, they're responsible for the tent, its coverings, and all the fucking curtains and ropes. That that's their responsibility. Awesome. The, yeah, the family of Kohath. They are eighty six hundred. You know, they're number eighty six hundred, and this is males a month or older, and they're responsible for the care of the sanctuary. The they are supposed to camp on the south side of the tabernacle, and they're responsible for the care of the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the articles the sanctuary used in ministering, the curtain, and everything related to their use, and basically anything regarding the care of the sanctuary. The family of Merari. Or Merari. I'm not really sure how to say this one, but that's okay. <laughs> Males a month or old, 6,200. They were supposed to camp on the north side of the tabernacle, and they were appointed to take care of the frames of the tabernacle, the crossbars, posts, bases, and all the equipment and everything related to their use, as well as the posts to the surrounding courtyard with their bases tent pegs and ropes so they're responsible for the structure moses and aaron and his sons were to camp on the east of the tabernacle toward the sunrise in front of the tent of the meeting they were responsible for the care of the sanctuary on behalf of the israelites anyone else who approached the sanctuary was to be put to death of course because that's how god deals with things he just kills it yes the total number of levites every male a month older more was 2200 that's important we're gonna get to why the specific duties of the kohathites now the kohathites if you remember are responsible for the care of the sanctuary the lampstand all the altars the ark all that shit the tables the lord said to moses and aaron take a census of the kohathite branch of the levites by their clans and families count all the men from 30 to 50 years of age who will come to work in the tent of the meeting this is the work of the kohathites in the tent of the meeting the care of the most holy things when the camp is to move aaron and his sons are to go in and take down all the shielding curtain and cover the ark of the testimony uh, with it then they are to cover this with the hides of sea cows spread a cloth of solid blue over that and put the poles in place over the table of the presence they are to spread a blue cloth and put it on the plates dishes and bowls and the jars for drink offerings the bread that is continually there is to remain on it over these they are to spread a scarlet cloth cover that with hides of sea cows and put the poles in place they are to take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand that is for the light together with its lamps and wick trimmers and trays and all its jars for the oil used to supply it then they are to wrap it all in its accessories and coverings in hides of sea cows and put it on the carrying frame over the gold altar they are to spread a blue cloth and cover that with hides of sea cows and put the poles in place they are to take all the articles used for ministering in the sanctuary wrap them in a blue cloth cover that and uh cover with hides of sea cows and put it on a carrying frame I, I giggle a little to myself every time you say sea cows. Sea cows. Yeah, hides of sea cows. I, it, it makes me laugh. I don't know why. Just That's just something that you don't expect to hear in the Bible. <laughs> Basically, what we're getting at here is they explain... Do you want me to read it all? No, you don't have to read it all. Okay. So, essentially, Aaron and his sons are supposed to go into the altar and cover all of the holy items. Because the Kohathites are not allowed to touch 
any of the holy items. They aren't allowed to touch anything that isn't covered um, or he'll kill them. (laughs) Uh, They aren't even allowed to look at the holy things, period, or he'll kill them. And that's in Numbers chapter 4, 17 through 20, if you care to look. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that even though these people are charged with caring for these things, they aren't allowed to see them or touch them they're only allowed to carry them if it moves if the tent of the meeting and all the tabernacle and shit moves i don't know what they're supposed to do the rest of the time yeah i I don't i don't know either they're probably just supposed to sit around and i don't know pick their noses or something i don't know i also think it's funny that it matters what color covers the shit like okay so this shit has to have a blue cover and this thing this thing right here is is important and it has to have a red cover well look if anything Right. The thing that I know is that God has OCD. Okay. He has to color code his shit. Otherwise, nobody knows where things go. <laughs> is it like paint by numbers? Yeah, except it's it's like, you know, organized by numbers or else I fucking kill you. Pretty much, yeah. So, so now the Gershonites, <clears throat> they're... They took a census and they are supposed to carry the curtains of the tabernacle and it goes through each of the different kinds of curtains. They basically have to fold them and, you know, carry them and whatever the outer coverings. Aaron and his sons are supposed to, of course, you know, take care of them first and wrap them in the hides of sea cows before they can be moved. Can you imagine that? It's like, oh, wait, we got to get sea cows. All right. Why don't you go out there and kill you some sea bitches? (laughs) The Merorites, their duty is to carry all the frames of the tabernacle, crossbars, posts, bases, all that shit. Each person has specific things that he has to carry and, and Aaron is supposed to assign each person to carry specific things. So that's that's their job. Uh, there are also servants assigned to each of the of to each of the families. OK. Oh, of course, because God loves slaves and not like loves as in he's going to set them free, but that they have slaves and yeah, that he approves of slavery. Just saying. Yeah. That's, it's not servants, it's slaves. (laughs) Well, so also keep in mind, we haven't gotten to the second way that they counted the, the Levites, right? So they counted 30 to 50. So from the Kohathites, the number between 30 and 50 is 2750. For the Gershonites, it's 2630. And the Merari is, uh, where is it, 3200. So in total, Levites in service are 8580. Now we're going to get into, and I think this is the last thing for today. It is. We're going to talk about the firstborn. Now, I'm sure you all remember when God said that all the firstborns of the Israelites belong to me, even the firstborn of the of the livestock, right? Right. Well, then he also said the tribe of Levite belongs to him. Well, the Levites are going to essentially redeem the Israelite firstborns. And what they're going to do is they're basically going to take their place. The Levites are going to take on belonging to God and the Levite livestock are going to take on belonging to God and basically let the Israelite people go. Like the firstborns now belong back to their families and the firstborn livestock belong back to the Israelites. 
Okay. Is and is I wonder is that because like Aaron's firstborn like fucked up royally, so he's just like, well, this is just a bad batch. Might <laughs> as well give them all back. Fuck all these kids. No, this comes after he killed all the firstborns in Egypt. That's when this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. God tells Moses, take the Levites for me in place of all the firstborn of the Israelites and the livestock of the Levites in place of all the firstborn of the livestock of the Israelites. I am the Lord. Woo-hoo. So Moses counted all the firstborn of the Israelites as the Lord commanded him. The total number of firstborn males a month old or more in the, Is- in the Israelite population was 22,273. The number of Levites are... 22,000. So there are 273 more Israelite firstborns than there are Levites. So this is a one-to-one replacement here. So we have a little bit of a problem. The ends don't meet. Right. So they have to figure out how to redeem those last 273 Israelites because you have to give God something in place of them, right? Right. My guess is is that they're going to kill the little shits. No. They're actually not going to kill them. They're going to charge the Israelite people $273 to buy back their first... Or $273. Sorry. (laughs) They didn't have dollars at this time there, Casey. They're going to charge the Israelites five shekels for each of the 273 firstborn that okay. that they have. So, so let's, let's do let's do some some math and math here, okay? That's thirteen hundred sixty-five shekels, honey. Well, fuck! Why you got to do it in your head and shit? I'm supposed to be the mathy one. I I didn't do it in my head. It's in the Bible. Oh, they they did it in the Bible. Well, we got to fact check this shit. Okay, so five two seventy three times five hundred. I'm a rebel. What? Five <laughs> times five. Thirteen hundred sixty five shekels. Right. Yeah. So I wonder. Let's see. Uh, well, it's it's thirty five pounds of silver. It's four hundred U.S. dollars. Well, that's Israeli noose shekels. Well, yeah, that's not going to be like <laughs> this. Is based on the sanctuary shekel, which is a weight. All right. So, so like, it's thirty-five pounds of silver. All right. Uh, approximately. So, if you look up the going rate of 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 silver and thirty-five pounds of it, the total silver value for USD for thirty-five pounds of silver today today is eight thousand eight hundred forty-five dollars. Okay. So, so they paid eight thousand dollars for two hundred and seventy three kids. You know, honestly, in the slave trade market and in the child market, <laughs> that's a pretty decent haul. <laughs> so yes, the Israelite people were allowed to buy back their children for five shekels of silver. All the firstborns were redeemed, and now the Levites have taken that on themselves. So that's where we're gonna end it today. Next time, be prepared because we are moving the tabernacle. Oh, shit. Wrap everything in sea bitch leather. <laughs> and blue and red cloth, depending on what they're wrapping. <laughs> so we're going to have we're going to have some drama next time. Oh, drama. Yeah, it's going to be we, good. We know how God handles drama. He just kills everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a little diva meltdown and he just you know floods the entire world or some shit. Yeah. They're going to wander for 40 years from here on. They're going to wander for 40 years? Yeah. That four, that number 40 is a pesky motherfucker in the Bible, isn't it? We're getting o- to it. Also, the number three. 
Yeah, that's true. So, heathens, I hope that you enjoyed today. I can't wait for next time when we discover what kind of drama God gets into next. Will we become the next Logan Paul? Who knows? You'll have to tune in next time. I cannot believe you've mentioned his name twice in this stream. <laughs> what, Logan Paul? Three times. Why? <laughs> Can we cut it all out? <laughs> <laughs> Well, heathens, I hope that you will join us next time. I swear, uh, I swear, no more LP talk. And then we <laughs> will, I didn't say his name. Uh, we will see you heathens later. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.